Hey, what's going on, Redskins addicts? It's your boy, Rod. We are back with pod 38, and we are going to name this pod the George Rogers pod. So George Rogers uh, drafted 1981, uh, round one, pick one overall by the New Orleans Saints. Uh, stayed with the Saints for a couple years, 81 to 84, and then he tagged on to the Redskins, 85 to 87. He was part of our Super Bowl 22 championship winning team. Um, a little bit cool thing about him is he ended up uh, – finished second all-time to Eric Dickerson on the single-season rookie rushing yards record with 1674, and that record still stands. Um, so uh, pretty cool. We know Alf got close a couple of years ago in 2012, but, um, you know, pretty cool for uh, George Rogers. So that's pod 38 intro. So quick synopsis, uh, Thanksgiving, our, our turkey has been digested. A couple days have passed. We have watched the Sunday games. We're no longer in first place. We've slid back to second place with the Giants winning yesterday but we beat the brakes off of dallas 41 to 16 um a little cool tidbit from that game um we know i watched ag antonio gibson really go nuts uh he became the first rookie to score three touchdowns in the thanksgiving game since randy moss did that back in 1998 so uh yeah a little bit of a round of applause for him that was that's pretty cool to see um we know he had to transition from wide receiver to running back coming into the league. Started off kind of slow. I know myself and maybe a couple of other folks were really mad when uh, Adrian Peterson was not kept on the team. But AG is blooming into a pretty good weapon in front of our eyes. So very nice to see that. Uh, so, gentlemen, overreaction Monday. How are you guys feeling about the Washington football team at 4-7 and seven in second place in the NFC East. I will start with you, Steve. Um, I'm feeling good. It's always good to have a, a win, and especially against the Cowboys, and especially on Thanksgiving. So, for, for that, you know, that alone, I mean, it's great. Nobody wants to lose, right? I mean, it is a little rough in the long term picture. You know, I'm not going to call it a hollow defensive ch- the conference championship for a worse draft position. We'll, we'll have plenty to talk about this offseason, depending on where they finish. But all in all, man, it was a, it was a great, great game. It was fun to watch full belly. Good time. Um, I, I am a little overreaction upset that I didn't get to see the Steelers Ravens game. <laughs> I really wanted to watch that game. For I think we time. all do. <laughs> um, but my, my major overreaction um, is, and we'll talk about it later, but, yeah, we won. I, I, I'm just not going to, I just don't know. I just really can't say how good we are. You know, we keep, <laughs> that, that's really, I, I you know, it, I don't know. It's hard to put that in the words, but um, Ron Rivera, this is the first sweep ever by a new coach of sweeping the Cowboys. That's, that's a really good thing, but I just don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. You know, that we have arrived. So uh, yeah, just kind of temper expectations. It was a great win. I don't want to overreact and say, you know, we're, we're going to the show. So. That's about it. I wouldn't blame you if you did because it is overreaction Monday. So if you said we're going to the Super Bowl, it's hey. all good. <laughs> hey, uh, that was uh, your one opportunity to do it, Steve. Yeah, I know. Exactly. It's free so, pass, right? Mahal that pass. was an under, underreaction Monday from Steve, but all, all yeah, good. Sorry. <laughs> all good. Hey, Phil, how you feeling with your overreactions? Okay, so I'm going to – I get to get this out without Ellie in the room yet. So I'm going to say it now. <laughs> I was wrong about Antonio Gibson. I shouldn't say I was wrong. I was I underestimated how quickly he'd develop into the talent he's become. Um, because in, in Memphis he was so raw, right? And I just didn't. I was like, man, I, I, come on! You couldn't pr- crack the starting lineup at Memphis on a regular basis, and you want to come into the NFL and be a starter. I mean, so my mindset was was that way, and. While I still think there's definitely some aspects of his game outside of him physically running the ball, well, there's one aspect of that, that I'm like, man, I hope they coach us up for so he can be even better. The fact that he's doing this well this early on in his career, I did not see coming. I thought he was going to be more of a gimmick back. I thought he was going to be the guy. I thought he was going to do some of the things they had McKissick do, like – running that damn uh, uh, annexation of Puerto Rico play, you know, things like that. I thought he was going to be used for jet sweeps and gimmick plays and coming out of the backfield on third down. I didn't think he'd be RB one from day one and he has been, and he has developed over the course of time. 
So I was wrong in doing that. And I got balls big enough to say that because I will argue my point to death. When I can admit that I'm wrong, yeah, I'll say it. I was wrong about that. I did not think he would develop this quickly. I thought it would be a year or two just because of his lack of playing the position before. Uh, so my overreaction Monday is that I'm I was wrong and I'm on the 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 AG uh, train. That is beautiful to hear. So ladies and gentlemen, Phil and Ellie are now bonded with the bro bond over AG. So it's mm-hmm. a very very good to hear. Ellie, oh, are you man, on? I'm even getting up early in the morning to go lift now too. <laughs> there you go, man. Five thirty in the morning. Positivity coming, Ellie. I'm not. I'm never going to run. The, I will never be a runner. <laughs> I think Ellie's trying to get on, ladies and gentlemen. So while while he's uh, loading in, my overreaction is I don't really have one per se. Like it's it's, it's odd. I'll, I'll kind of maybe I'll piggyback of what Charlie Cashley said or earlier. I believe he was uh, live on 106.7 um, and just said, you know, what we're seeing with Alex Smith right now is just fool's gold. Um, that's probably going to be my continued overreaction. And not to be a naysayer, it's not related to Haskins or anything like that. It truly isn't. Um, I know people call me out all the time on Twitter, even in the Facebook group. Um, I just I just want to see the team growing um, with the folks that we kind of want or expect to be here. And I think that the NFL has transitioned from a league where you, you draft a rookie, especially in the first round, to play quarterback, and you stash them. Um, that time has come and gone in this league. Like literally you play the guys and you see what you got. It's unfortunate for the kids. Maybe we're doing it right. Um, I don't know. The fan of me says we're not. The fan of me says that we're wasting time with Alex. Um, but who knows? I could be wrong. And if I am wrong, I'll be like Phil and I'll completely admit it and I'll be happy because um, there's nothing wrong with that. That just means that my team is truly improving and trending in the right direction. Um, so yeah, overreaction for me is that the four and seven record, vying for an NFC East title isn't really what it's cracked up to be. So we'll see. I mean, it, it sucks that the division leader is four and seven as well. And we lost to them twice. Um, so we have no, absolutely no chance for a tiebreaker. And that really hurts if we're trying, truly trying to create a win, a winning philosophy with this, with this organization, with this young team and move forward. So that's what it is. Uh, but good, bad, and ugly. Uh, Phil, you are the next lucky contestant for Good, Bad, Ugly. So how how you feeling after what you saw Thanksgiving Day? The good, the good, the good, the good, the good, the very good was our offensive line. We finally agree. seem to have found the right concoction of five players to play. The only one that I can kind of give or take with is is Sharp. Um, but I, I, I don't know. After, he's played a lot better after the first few snaps. And he also seems to be a much better run blocker than, than a pass blocker, which means we should lean more on the run game. But, um, our offensive line, I mean, top rated offensive line in the league this past week. And Dallas does have some pass rushers. You know, they, they, they got Demarcus Lawrence and, and um, um, what was that guy? Randy Gregory and Alden Smith. So they got guys who can get after the quarterback. And uh, after early on, they weren't getting that pressure. And they were definitely – we controlled the line of scrimmage in the run game. And that was very important. Um, and, it's, and we're not even going to talk about just Antonio Gibson. I already sang his praises. Let's talk about the fact that Gibson wasn't the only guy who had some great runs. Hell, Peyton Barber was you know running with some he violence was, through those holes he, he was and he was he was hitting those holes hard quick fast he had a couple of jump cuts um that i liked it was it was nice to see for sure man yeah, yeah and i think you create a lot of that to the offensive line yep. uh brandon sheriff finally found his game he's he's had such an off year up to this point last couple games he's been his old self and he really shared that in this game uh, Wes Schweitzer, that's another guy. Like, his technique is not pretty. It's not how I would coach, like, high school players to, to – to, I would not use his tape and say, that's the technique, you know, because he, he's – his footwork's kind of mm, – and, and, and so being that fast. 
but he's a mauler. Like he's just a strong dude who's just going to just take whoever's in front of him and just 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 overpower them. And I like that. You know, we we need some of that attitude online. Guys who are just going, you know, put a you know a hat on a hat and just wrestle them out of the way. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely, so it, it, it very almost very good was our offensive line. Yeah, no. Uh, Go ahead. It's no. I was just going to say it's it's obviously too early to call them the Hogs, but uh, anytime knowing the history of this franchise and organization, when you see the the, the offensive line playing that well, um, it does pump you up. So I, I too agree with you there. That was very very good uh, to see for sure. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, it's it's the first time with these five that we have, and and Ruier may be the only one who doesn't qualify, but the rest of the guys on this line are physical dudes like as much as i like i've I've crapped on morgan moses in the past this year i mean he's playing a lot better period but he's reestablished himself as a very physical tackle i like him over on the left side i wanted him on the left side before the season started um and i think that he fits well over there i mean he's he's a guy you want he's a physical presence he's an experienced player he is talented and he's a lot more disciplined this year so Please, if we can keep him at left for a while, let's let's do that until we find until we absolutely have the left tackle of the future. I am fine with Morgan Moses on the left side for the next few years. I mean that, that that's one less thing we have to worry about going into the next off season. Now he's got to find a right tackle, a little bit easier to find. So that was the good. The bad was. Um, too much I would just say was bad. I got an ugly. Um, but it's hard to point out bad in a um in a 41-16 game. But I okay, I do have one. Um the only deep downfield shot we took in the entire game was a tight end option by Logan Thomas. Yep. The longest pass that I believe I remember Alex Smith throwing that was mostly in the air was a 19 yard pass to Terry McLaurin over the middle. It was nice. Terry caught it, but we need to, we, I love the fact we pull out all the gimmick plays and everything else. I thought it was great. Um, God, it, it actually made me kind of like smile towards Scott Turner for the first time this season. You can't lean on that forever. You're going to need to do the traditional thing, and that includes going downfield the ball more often, and I, just, I don't have confidence in Alex to do that. And I don't know if that's just the, the, the play calling, whether they're only calling plays, whether maybe the deep route is the third or fourth option or what, but Alex is always going to the shorter routes. It's worked so far, but do you think Pittsburgh's defense isn't talented enough to take that away from them? They absolutely are. So yeah. – but uh, hey, Logan Thomas shows he's got an arm. Uh. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I know uh, I know Denver could have used him yesterday, oh, uh, looking for a third quarterback. <laughs> you know, different different pod, I guess. You know, but uh, it's it's nice to have some sort of option like that. Yeah, and so uh, for me, I think you kind of took my ugly. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of just jump into mine. Um, the ugly was. Well, yeah, I do but, have an ugly, an ugly, ugly. Oh, that was you. you still got more. That was my bad. Okay. That was about one bad. I wasn't, we won, so I can't call it ugly, but it was bad. The ugly was uh, Ronald Darby, man. Um, he made some. He made some plays. Tried to get some, you know, have some 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 makeups. But good lord, did Ronald Darby get toasted twice um, down the sideline by Amari Cooper? Once was the touchdown. The other one was pa- he committed pass interference because he had no other choice. Um, and that fourth down where he forced an incompletion, they're lucky they don't review for pass interference anymore because it was clearly pass interference because he went through the receiver before the ball got there. Uh, so Ronald Darby, I, we've been singing your praises lately. I've said that you have been a pleasant surprise. Um, but, uh, this game was definitely your low point so far this season. So don't do that again. You got away with this one. 
No, so. I, I agree. It's, it was funny. We were talking about him in the admin chat, really the game chat in Redskins X. Um, we gave him praise in the previous pod, and then he, he kind of draws a couple goose eggs on game day. So, uh, yeah, he definitely gets a, a bad. Ellie, welcome to the pod. I see you're tuned in. Got the field behind you, headphones on. Yeah. So Ellie's, Ellie's in game mode, so I'm, I'm going to let you jump in, brother, like the, the double Dutch match that we're in. So what's your good, bad, and ugly? Uh, let's see. My good, uh, just the running game as a whole. I, I think if nothing else that you can believe in that we've done, it's we can run the ball a little bit right now. Uh, my bad, Alex Smith is still taking some really awful sacks, and it hasn't cost us recently. But if you bring pressure – you're going to get to Alex Smith, and there's little he can do about it because he's not mobile anymore, at least not that much. Um, my ugly is still special teams. We don't make any special teams plays still to the, this year. And, I mean, we're four and seven, so it's hard to say that we've gotten lucky because we've lost almost twice as much as we win. But this quote-unquote division competition is still in play without any significant special teams plays. Um so at some point that's going to have to change or that's really going to hurt us. I mean, can you, I, I don't think I can honestly say one time this year, Hey, you remember that play on special teams where yeah. not even one, not even a return. Right. <clears throat> Sad. So Jeez. yeah, Danny Johnson had a couple of decent kick returns. They really, they tried to force him to return and he got the ball further up the field than if they were just taking a touchback. But I mean, that's, uh, that's not impressive. That's just, okay, good on you. Thank you. But, I mean, really, the biggest play aspects of special teams, I mean, kick returns taken away. So you have punt returns, punts, and uh, field goals. We, we know two of the three aren't, aren't doing anything for us. Luckily, we got Tress Way, and we got some really good punt coverage. But, yeah, two, two-thirds of the aspects of special teams that really affect the game are not doing anything. I'm with you on that, Ellie. Yeah, kind of one of what – anyone know where our special teams ranking is? NFL has changed their website. It's kind of hard to kind of dub down on it. I mean, what I'm, do you what do you use to measure? I mean, it's got to be broken up into the units though, right? Punt yeah. return, kickoff return. It's hard. Yeah. Let me see what I can find. Can't be that good. Yeah. Steve, how how you feeling, brother? No. I can ugly. tell you right now it's not. Um, all right, for my good, um, kind of echo what you guys say. Their run game, their play calling, uh, specifically. I, I'd say I think this RJ is probably one of, one of uh, Scott Turner's better call games, and that's probably only a handful. The other one being the other Dallas game. You know, we said it before in the last podcast: to beat this team, you got to run the ball. That thirty-first ranked run run defense in the NFL got to run the ball. He did it. I'm thankful he did it because you never know with Scott Turner. You know, he might get pass happy and make Alex Smith throw 50 times. So good on that for the run game uh, and the play calling. Um, and the offensive, like Phil said, the offensive line is playing well. Yep, credit to AG too. But some of the holes he's finding, especially against both Dallas games, I mean, they've been massive. So credit to everyone in the run unit specifically. So they, 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 they've they been doing such a great job. And I just wish we would, we would do it more. You don't You can get by with a subpar quarterback, it's not sustainable, but you can get by as you see what, what what we're doing. But like I said, real test will be against Pittsburgh. We'll see how this, you know, is it is it is it really fool's gold? I think we'll we'll find out here. Uh well it's gonna be Sunday now. It's Monday, five PM Eastern time, if I'm not mistaken yep. for that game. Uh bad. I'm gonna say the passing game. Not that he had to pass and he was, I'll call it efficient with regards to completions and attempts, 20 for 27. He didn't have to do much because we did dominate on the ground, but you guys said it. We didn't take a lot of shots. Everything was, was quick. It, it was just meh. You know, it was like, it was nothing. I, it's, it's hard to put into words. It just wasn't. I mean, he Good was enough. there. Yeah. 73%. Okay. Super accurate. 149 yards. Okay. Uh, touchdown and interception and three sack. Uh, I mean, it's Alex Smith football, right? He didn't lose the game for you. He didn't win it for you. So it's he's kind of, he's kind of right where he is. Um, the ugly, kind of what Ellie said, the special teams. Not of the sense that we didn't make a play, but it, it's kind of linked to the defense. You know, would you guys say we dominated that game on defense? I would say so, right? We did. Why did we only get two punts that whole game? Can anyone explain that to me? Why did we only get two punts? They did go for it on fourth down like three times. Okay. 
That's right. They did. I remember that fourth and one. They did that stupid reverse. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, that was that was kind of my ugly. Like, it's, it's yeah, hard I'm to sorry. Play. They went for it four times on fourth, well, and that's the answer right there. So, <laughs> so they don't respect our defense, though. They were all fourth and shorts, and then they were behind. They were behind and was still close. So I think they were they were just trying. They thought that they could get that yard because. You know, our defense has only been stiffening up and, 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 you know, the past couple of games, really, just, uh, you know, compared to previous games. I'd, I'd say, I'd say that, you know, they've, they've gotten better about, about key situations like that. But Dallas tried to test them because they figured, hey, we got the weapons. We got Zeke. We got CD Lamb. We got Amari Cooper. We can make something happen. And they didn't. Part of it was stupid play calling. Yep. Great for me. I won't do a good, bad, ugly. I'll start off with great. I smashed Ellie in fantasy football this week. <laughs> so anytime I play the Brainiac and smash him in fantasy, it is a great, great weekend for Rod. So nah, all jokes aside, um, we won a game versus divisional foe and we pulled away. Um, so it wasn't the, 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 the tearjerker or the, the heartache type of games where you're kind of going down to the wire of wondering if we're going to win. Um, I will give them, you know, kudos for smashing Dallas twice this season. For me, that's great. Um, the bad, you guys kind of hit on it. Um, our longest pass came from a former quarterback slash now tight end in the NFL, Logan Thomas. Um, I want to see Alex trying to stretch the field. Um, some goodness with looking at the stat sheet. Our number one target for receptions was Terry McLaurin with nine. Um, but the next one was Antonio Gibson for seven. So it's still check down city. Um, you know, you I bring that up online and it's, it's funny how many people apparently have sex with Scott Turner because they're like, <laughs> oh, that's, those are design plays. Like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Troy Aikman is on the broadcast, a former quarterback former Super Bowl, multiple Super Bowl winner, Super Bowl winning quarterback, commentating that Alex is checking it down repeatedly. Um, so I want to see more of that. If you're going to be this super knowledgeable quarterback with all the, the requisite experience and um, capability that we need, Ron says we need, um, take some chances, man. Throw the ball on the field. I, I believe in our defense enough where I want to see him take a chance. And if you turn it over, it is what it is. We'll talk shit about you because that's what you do on a fan-based podcast, um, but I'll, I'll, we'll at least like to see him take more chances other than um, kind of playing it conservative and safe. Um, if it weren't for AG, that is just a 20 to 16 um, victory and it's much more close. Um, so, you know, yeah. it, it is what it is. And hey, Rod, I, I think that <clears throat> real quick on Alex Smith, I don't, I don't think he's back. If you notice, the old Alex Smith he never – he did not have happy feet. The old Alex Smith, I can honestly say, he was stable. He was set in the pocket. He would fire. He would go through progressions, and then he would take off. Yep. This one, he drops back. If you notice, he's hopping. He's, he's hopping. hopping. I feel he gets one read in, which is Terry. He might get to his second read, and then it's to the back. I, that's, I think that's the progression. I honestly think that's, that's the progression. Seen, okay, who here has seen any given Sunday? I yeah. think we all have. Okay. Remember when uh, the veteran quarterback played by Dennis Quaid, Cap Rooney, comes back and he's in practice. He comes he, after he comes back from that injury and he's practicing and he's even got the red jersey on. He drops back and then as soon as he gets pressure, he he gets. Oh. You can they show the scene where he's getting happy feet, ducks down. I see a lot of that going on with with Alex. He's not ducking down, just taking unnecessary sacks and afraid of getting hit. He's definitely not afraid of getting hit in the sense that he, he's not immediately shying from contact. But as far as you can see that hesitation uh, in him. So anybody who's seen that movie and remembers that scene, that's kind of what I see with Alex Smith right now. Yeah. I, I mean, I think he'll get over. I, it's, it's understandable though. I mean, the yeah, dude, absolutely. That, that injury was, was crazy. Like I've said on previous pods, like that was a war injury. Like people retire from the military with those types of injuries from stepping on the landmine. Um, I mean, so it's, 
I give them the utmost respect in coming back. But like at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm past that. The, the respect phase is, is done. I want to win football games and truly build for the future. Um, I don't, I don't understand the whole bridging aspect. Um, if, if that was the case, you should just start Alex and or Kyle Allen to start the season. Um, so it's just, I think we're, we're kind of working in reverse and Ellie, you were talking about some, um, some of the things that, that Ron Rivera, I guess was saying about, uh, the quarterback, the quarterback being Haskins, um, I guess earlier today or, or recently. So I guess while we're talking about the quarterback position, you kind of want to dive in on that a little bit. Yeah, I'll make it quick. Um, essentially Ron Rivera said that he likes how Haskins has been practicing. He's been heaping a little bit of praise on him, uh, which he has not done all season, or at least in the last, I don't know, five weeks. And this goes back to something Steve said maybe five weeks ago when he said that Rivera likes to put himself in a position where he can't lose. Bottom line is this. He's been given Haskins praise or relative praise for the last two weeks. The corresponding event to that is that Alex Smith has been winning football games the last two weeks. So that praise that he gives to Haskins means nothing because he can't pull Alex Smith out of the game while Alex Smith is winning. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When we were losing and Alex Smith wasn't playing well, there was no praise for Haskins. It's it, To me, it's just emptiness because there's a void to place that praise into with no consequence of or threat of having to play him. You know what I'm saying? It's just convenient in that aspect. And then if, if, if Alex starts to play bad, you're not going to hear that praise anymore because then there's that reality that you might have to put Haskins in and he doesn't want to do that. I think he's done with Haskins. That's the unfortunate reality. He just found a convenient place to make himself the good guy again in a situation where he's not going to have to change quarterbacks. Who's asking for a change of quarterback right now when you're on a two-game win streak or whatever it is, two out of three? I can't remember. Us. Hey, Pittsburgh could change all that. Pittsburgh could change yeah. all that. Now, now, here's here's where I, I, I see what you're saying. And actually what you're saying in terms of, you know, Ron's habit of putting himself in win-win situations, um, that makes a lot of sense. Where I, where I Where I think that there is – this is a case of he's taking truth and blowing it up to get to that position. I do have this sneaking suspicion that there's a lot more work going on with Haskins behind the scenes than we may realize. Now, we, we got to remember, we're u- so used to information leaking out like, you know, like, like a colander, just water flowing through like a sieve. All right. And we're not getting that. So the fact we don't hear things, we just we're, we're kind of looking. We have to, to guess what's going on. And just I don't know. I was talking. Steve and I noticed this a lot that you saw Haskins a lot of times on the sidelines, like not because the camera was looking at him, but just because he was in the shot. And he's very active. He's very he's very engaged in the game. He's not. It's he's not looking like a quarterback who knows that his time is up, and maybe he's just being smart and he knows that this is the role he should play. Maybe he's you know got maybe he's got that mindset. Camera might be on me at any time. I better look like you know I care. Or, and like I said, this is just you know just saying this. Or they are basically kind of hitting the reset on figuring out how to get him ready. Like, okay, whatever we did in the past to try to get Dwayne ready for the season absolutely failed. And Dwayne did, lost focus or whatever because we failed somewhere. Let's hit the reset button and let's start again with this kid. See if we can get him going into the next offseason. I think that that is a possibility. I'm not saying that's absolutely what's happening, but I think it is a possibility because of the fact that we're seeing Dwayne more engaged and we're, you know, before Ron said anything, you were hearing things from guys like Scott Turner, Ken Zampezi a couple of weeks ago of how Dwayne started to come along. So while we have a natural inclination sometimes to not trust coaches um, because Sometimes, you know, especially when they're new into a system, they're less expendable than the players. I do think that there's a good possibility that they are trying to get Dwayne ready to go, if not for by the end of this season, for going into the offseason. 
and then kind of rolling from there because it, it, he was in, he was in a crap position in terms of trying to prepare for an offense that is vastly different from what Jay and and Bill Callahan ran last year and, and Kevin O'Connell. Um, and I think they they thought they had the right formula for getting him ready, and they didn't. So while coaches will never say, oh, we completely fucked this up, I think that this is their way of, of hit, kind of hitting a reset button. I just – I got this this feeling, and I know it's a lot of circumstantial stuff and putting a little faith into the coaching staff, but I don't know. It's just something tells me they are at least – looking down that road to see I we might have something here. Let's see if we can reteach this offense to this kid. I might get with you if Scott Turner and Ken Zampezi didn't say those same things before the season started and then he got yanked after four games. It's that's lip service to me, man. I think once the trade deadline deadline passed and there was nothing they can do with him, it's oh yeah, hey, he's he's doing great. But then Scott then Ron Rivera said three weeks ago when, some, when a reporter asked him, you know, about Haskins coming back in the game, he was like, I didn't say that. And then now two weeks – now fast forward a week, Alex Smith was playing a little bit better against a, another crap team. And he's like, oh, well, yeah. Or maybe – or maybe – maybe maybe Ron sees what we see. Maybe Ron sees that you can't go forever The timing is just too convenient for me. And I, I don't – I think the, the lift that you have – What'd you say? I didn't say anything. I was just shrugging like, you know, you could go either way with this. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, I, I can this, see where you're coming know, from with it, Ellie. I totally understand where you're coming from with it. I don't know. I just had this this I just feel like there would be more dissension just just creeping out if from there who? didn't seem to be some kind of progress going on here. Um, just players not liking, you know, this being done, you know, Dwayne being kind of treated a certain way, things like that. I just feel like there would be more of that going on. And because that isn't, now I have to look for other reasons as to, you know, or other ideas of what the hell's going on. And now I'm beginning to think that, well, maybe they are working with Dwayne behind the scenes. They're like, okay, we're going to hard reset this kid. We're going to sit him down. And we're, you know, when we're not installing a game plan for the next game with Alex, because Alex is a veteran, we don't need to go through, you know, you don't have to handhold him. We're going to take this extra time and we're going to, you know, go from from square one with Dwayne. I don't know. I'm not saying that is absolutely what's happening, but it's a theory I have. And we'll see if Dwayne starting week one next season I was right. If not, I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, the, the the easiest thing that this clown could do at fucking head coach is just say, "Hey, this is what we're doing." I mean, and then it's not a, an empty, hollow debate uh, between podcasters, media, uh, etc. So, um, yeah, he is not even discussing it. We are because we're the only ones paying attention. It seems. Yeah, it surely does seem like that at times. Uh, game balls. Game ball. So I'm going to be the first to jump on this one. I'll be nice and quick. I'm going to give my game ball to um, Jeremy Reeves, uh, currently our highest highest rated uh, defensive back safety-wise uh, on the team with an overall grade of 78.5 on pro football focus. Granted, his time, playing time is, is pretty short, um, but what stood out uh, to me is he had a, a pass breakup in the end zone. Um, perfect timing to get there, break up a pass. I'd like to see him defend the pass. And then he had that fake punt stop. Uh, anytime you see a younger player make an open field tackle on a play that's designed to trick you, um, you know, a fake, um, to me that just stood out. And it's something you like to see because we, we know that we signed Landon Collins to the free agent deal um, a season or two ago. And he's been okay but he hasn't really played up to the potential that we thought he would he's the 56th ranked um safety out of 91 um so that's worse than bad or worse than the top you're out the top 50 i guess you should say so um yeah uh it, it's kind of cool to see him come in the game uh along with uh cam curl 
Um, just the two young dudes in the back. Pretty pretty hard positions to learn. Um, you are our last line of defense um, when you're playing safety, especially free, and to do it at a pretty decent level. I appreciate that. So that's my game ball, Jeremy Reeves. Uh, Ellie, who's getting a game ball from you? Um, dun, dun, dun. Morgan Moses. Whoa! Morgan okay. Moses. I, Whoa. Gibson's the obvious <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, I guess it, you know. I mean, Gibson is the best player on the team. Don't say anything, Phil. But I think Morgan Moses. I, I just, you know, I, I while I think a lot of it's hype because we're just playing really bad defenses with bad pass rushes. I heard you say something about the Cowboys having a pass rush, Phil. Their pass rush has been terrible this year. But I, I said I they like have pass rushers. He's the longest tenured Redskin, if I'm not. Yeah, Moses is He's the longest tenured Redskin um, on the roster for sure. So yeah, it, it's yeah, it's okay. I, I feel hit Phil, Phil hit it earlier too. Like the 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 move from the right to left tackle, everyone says that that is that's not easy to do. I mean, the left tackle is typically the premier tackle. Um, and Moses, I mean, he stepped up. I mean, he's. He's probably the best left tackle we now have on the roster, um, but that unfortunately opens a hole on the other side. But I think we've done pretty well. So yeah, I, I have no problem giving Morgan a game ball. You know, you, you're, the, the technique is is so different. The way you drop back um, to to pass, defend, and then the way you drive. I mean, whatever. It's 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 tying your shoe in the mirror. Um, we could tie our shoe when we look down, but if you try to tie your shoe in the mirror, it's a little bit difficult. Um, because it's, everything is now reversed. So yeah, kudos to him for sure. That's uh nice to see. And he's on a contract for two more years. Yeah, it's funny like, because nine point six next year and seven point seven five in twenty twenty two. Like ride peasantry that, numbers. Yeah, that was that's out. yep. That's and that's nuts because I remember when we did the roster pod, we I talked bad about the guy. Um, I, I don't have a problem with it because he's he's been uh, you know, a frequent you know penalty taker giver causer whatever um but yeah it's 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 been a, a surprising breath of fresh air to see him move from right to left and and do well for us so he's a habitual line stepper <laughs> yeah <laughs> there, there you go <laughs> hey phil who's getting the game ball from you all right um my game ball goes to the mad hitter troy apke no i'm kidding um <laughs> dev just died no <laughs> here's the thing this tells this tells you all you need to know. Abke made that one hit and then was stomping. And the first person I thought of was Ellie. Because I knew that was going to drive him absolutely nuts to see that. <laughs> I think it drove so, all of us nuts because it, it reminded me of LaRon Landry giving up a oh. 25. And then stand over the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had to stop. It wasn't a. a I mean, it was, it was a nice play by Apke, um, but yeah, it was, the, yeah. it was it was the first play by Apke <laughs> that he's made at free safety. Yeah, it's the first play he's made in two years. Um, no, and in all seriousness, to go along with the vibe I put out at the in my overreaction Monday. My game ball goes to Antonio Gibson for making me have to, you know, come on here and say I was wrong about how raw he was and how quickly he'd, uh, uh, you know, come to the RB1 role. Yeah, Ellie, you got to totally miss hearing me, you know, just completely humble myself because, you know, that's not <laughs> something that's easy for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> Just call him Baby Mixon. That's all I want to hear, man. Say Baby Mixon. No, because I think he might. I think if he's this good this early, he might be better than Mixon. <laughs> all right. I I think that if if he can round out the things that I wish he would round out and do better, I think he can be more successful than Joe Mixon. I'm not a huge Joe yeah, Mixon fan too, so that that's part of it. I want to compare him to somebody <laughs> I like more. I just haven't come up with that comp yet. Um, but Curtis Smart. I, I'm kidding. <laughs> Ellie is dying, for this, dude, there, dying yeah. for this dude to be the first 10,000 yard rusher in the history, career rusher in the history of the Redskins. He, wa- he wants him to take Riggins' career record. Isn't that right, Ellie? 
That that's who you. We're want. just gonna. The only way we win Super Bowl is by running the football. That's all I want. I want us to run the football effectively, and he seems to be the one that can do it. That's yeah, he, he does. And and, and you got to give it to Gibson. I mean, he actually got involved in the passing game. Stop hand catching. He dropped two balls because of hand catching issue. Or sorry, stop body catching. I wish he would hand catch more. But he likes to try to bring the ball into his body when he catches, and he did miss two passes because of that because uh, he's not very talented with the hand catching. But that's something you can coach. And that would make him even more of a threat. You can get him out there on 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 you know wheel routes and so forth. You know, Chris Thompson was a great hand catcher out of the backfield. So, you know, you can do that with Antonio Gibson and you can make him a real dangerous threat. I mean, you can make him if he can really shore up some, you know, get him more involved in the passing game, you know, he could be like a you know, a prime Le'Veon Bell type who can catch or he can run. I hate Le'Veon Bell. He's only because he's ruining your fantasy season. Absolutely. (laughs) Antonio Gibson's averaging 5.13 yards a touch. That's combined passing and running. And that's with being neglected for the first, I'd say, quarter. You could even say more than a quarter of the season. Possibility is endless. I'm I'm excited. Yeah. No. Is is he getting your game ball too, Steve? No. Are are you going to, you're going to, him, you're, gonna, you're gonna pass me the the torch? No, pass the torch. My game ball goes to Montez Sweat. That man's okay. a dog. He had he had the single highest game uh, rated of his career, and uh, from Pro Football Focus. And when he he did the one, he pulled the Ryan Kerrigan from his rookie year, the Giants game. You know, grab the interception out of the air and run it back for a touchdown. I mean, it was just. It was icing on the cake, man. It just, I was like, uh, I'm excited for our, for our bookends, man. So, and I'll give the honor of mention to the, um, I'm not going to say Antonio Gibson because you guys did, but the offensive line, they're, they're, they're doing really well. And um, um, I'll give another honorable mention to uh, Jalen Hurts, who's now in the game for Philadelphia at this time. Over. So, yeah, this, this pod needs to end soon. So, we're going to skip miscellaneous and jump right in the shout outs. Shout out to Steve for dropping an update. So, yeah. Um, no, uh, Damar Daisy, uh, we got to get you on the pod, man. You, I'm going to shout you out until you finally jump on with us. Um, Damar's always dropping some gems in the group. I really appreciate um, his knowledge, his his wisdom, his feedback. Um, it's, it's always nice to see. So my shout-out this week, this pod, will be to Damar Daisy. Uh, Ellie, who you shouting out, brother? Shout out to Dev, who's not here. Um, man, there's a lot of people in there. Uh, my usual suspects. Just shout out to everybody, actually. You know, you guys keep it live. So, Shout out to everyone who fights with Redskins Addicts and the 56 podcast on Twitter. That's what I want to shout out, man. And the, what's, <laughs> hey, hey, Ellie, actually plug, plug your, new, um, your, your new upcoming pod and or uh, Twitter handle as well. Yeah, it is. The new pod is DC Sports. Uh, what is it? DC Sports uh, Declassify. Declassify. Yeah, That's yeah. what it is. Yes. And the, <laughs> I uh, saw Twitter his face. I put him on the spot, and I love <laughs> you, and I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> DC Declassified is the Twitter handle. I did a uh, Wizards pod the other day, and people are eating that up, man. I was surprised at the reaction I got to that. I got a couple messages last night about it. Just something Good. different. So yeah, shout out to everybody for that. Are you ready to do some um some caps and nats content too? Oh, bro. <laughs> Give me a call. Hey, I got hey, you. All right, all right. Yeah, I'll Ellie, bring, I'll bring you, you on talk for that. caps and nats. Me and Steve got you. Definitely. Yeah, let the light hang out for sure. Call the light skin dudes. We got you. <laughs> I got the non criminal persuasion. Shout out to Chad <laughs> dude's name was. But yeah. Shout out to Chad Dukes, you dumbass. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Phil, who you shouting out, brother? And we're going to close with Steve once you're dead. All right. Shout out to Terry McLaurin. I'm about to put Elliot on the spot again. <laughs> Shout out to Terry McLaurin because you did something this week. Just like Antonio Gibson did something to change, to get me to reverse course completely and to finally accept something that Elliot told me. Terry McLaurin forced Elliot to, to, to submit something that I had been telling him. Ellie, what is that? 
Watson is the no, it's uh, the Terry McLaurin is a number one wide receiver, and he hasn't done anything different. I think I'm just he he fills that role for us. I, would, I will say there are other receivers I will take over him. It's probably about eight to ten, but he is definitely number one receiver. You can count on him. We just don't go to him enough. So it's not him; it's the team that's pissing me off about Terry McLaurin. He's t- he's he's in the top third, and I think that puts you in yeah. solid number one status. And and you know that's kind of the status I maintain. And Ellie kind of came to that. So it's funny this this Cowboys game actually is has uh, soothed down two points of contention between myself and Ellie. I hope this doesn't make the podcast boring going forward. But <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> but uh yeah shout out to terry mclaurin you, you you did that for me so i had to bring that up steve go for it um it'd be hard to shout at everybody in the group you know another live thread it was great um but mom will give my shout out to uh nate robinson man i hope you're doing okay <laughs> uh, you know, we you, hope you got your, your purse i i, I I hope to see you back in the They were guaranteed a hundred dollars per uh, round, not to cut you up. hundred dollars yes, per round. Got Max six hundred thousand. I heard it end up being six hundred K ish when you take away the pay per view yeah. royalties, but it's all speculative. Yeah. But man, I didn't pay for anything. I watched it on YouTube, like y'all some of y'all did. Same. And uh, yeah, yeah, decent hey. match between uh Tyson and Jones. But yeah, shout out to Nate Robinson, man. Go back to big three. Hey, little bit of so Jose Canseco of baseball fame. Yep. My buddy just sent me this. He said, he said, bruh, Jose Canseco tweeted Logan Paul, who dated Jose Canseco's, uh, who, who dated Josie Canseco, which is Jose's daughter. Jose said that, hey, he wants to fight any of the Paul brothers, to which Logan replied, sure. I love smashing Consecos. Let's go. Ooh, oh, ah, damn. Ah. <laughs> Never burned. mess with a young cat who's quick with the Twitter fingers yeah. because you will get burned. Mm-hmm. That's funny as hell. And, and I put this PSA out on another podcast platform, but guys, I don't care how tough you think you are. Don't fight somebody who's been training to fight. You're not yeah. going to win. It doesn't matter. You're a tough guy on the street. Great. Anybody that's been training with any kind of technique, especially defensively, you're not going to win yeah. unless you get lucky. Nate Robinson was just not trained to fight. He didn't. He was so sloppy. He got Hands he got down. put out. Here's the crazy thing. He got put out for good by a guy who was moving backwards. Right. Yeah. That's technique. If you know how to throw a hard punch moving backwards. Yep. That's why that fighting, was, fighting wild do does it. nothing for you. And that he just, he was like a, exactly. a bull. Like he was, he was someone who obviously is not trained how to fight a boxing match, a street fight. Perhaps he can run up on you. I mean, exactly. he's, he's strong. The dude's got, he has power in his legs. I mean, that's where your punches come from. Um, but Logan Paul has been training how to be a boxer. He's Trying to make a pro career of it, and he's now two and zero. And uh, hey, he represented the Knicks, the Knicks well. Nah, so, man, y'all, that's y'all y'all he looked like one. he was in Wizards colors. My TV <laughs> calibration might have been off. It looked like red and blue. Knicks fans are like, nah, we see, give we give him to Chicago. I we give him to Chicago. <laughs> Jesus, that was embarrassing, man. The, the the amount of memes. Shout out to the internet because the memes that undefeated came out instantly. My Facebook profile picture is a is a profile video. Of Nate Robinson getting not, the Sonic rings knocked out of him, so uh, <laughs> yeah. If you haven't if you haven't checked it, go click on my name and click the profile photo, yeah, and, and look at the Sonic rings getting knocked out of him. My favorite one is is Nate Robinson laying on the mat, and then laying next to him is Carson Wentz. <laughs> they had they had one where they showed Jones and Tyson fighting, and they had Robinson laid out in the background. They said, "Bro, like Robinson's still out." <laughs> That shit was funny as hell. Like, yeah, the meme. Shout out, shout out to all the meme makers across the world. So yeah, that was that was uh, that was good. But yeah, pod thirty eight is uh, wrapping up, fellas. I want to see what our division opponent is doing versus the Seahawks. Is is Hertz in permanently, Steve? Or uh, I I didn't. I just flipped it on, and he was in the game, and okay. he had one series, and they punted. So Seattle Seattle's had the ball since I announced it. Um. Yep. So yeah, they're about Seattle's about to score. They're down the red zone. So yep, second goal in the red zone. So, yeah, we'll see. But uh, 
fellas, as always, it's a pleasure. I'm going to, oh, hey, podcast world. I did it. I came through. Your boy got his TV that he freaking wanted, and it's awesome so far. So, yes. yeah. Uh, 77? Yeah. 77 <laughs> inches of OLED glory. The LG C10 77-inch monster. Like, standing up over this shoulder, you can see the box, I guess. Don't know how the point It's over here. You see yeah, the box. Yeah, you're pointing at it. I'm 6'4". When I stand up, obviously 77 is one inch taller than 6'4". That shit's taller than me, like, on its side. So, yeah, it's 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 freaking awesome. I I threw on the Xbox. I played NBA 2K uh, one, the next generation, the Series X thing, and it's it looks like a real NBA game. Like legitimately, it's it's sick. It's I'm elated. I can't wait. I want to go watch That's football. Great. See how it's working. Did you mount it? Or did you I just... so I have a, a a mounting stand. So my TV has like a a, a long bar. The TV stand. Um, so yeah, it's not mounted into the wall, but it is on a mount, so I can at least swivel it left and right. Um, nice. so yeah, it's uh, okay. it's incredible. The base is heavy as hell. The, the I, I didn't want to put that on the tempered glass. I thought that would actually break it, so I figured it was safer to mount the damn thing. So yeah, it's uh, the wife said it's too big. You missed that part of pod, and I kind of agree with her, but I won't tell her that. It's it's awesome though. <laughs> I'm gonna love it. Gonna love it. And I'm a gamer, so it's it's got a lot of gaming uh, features right. and whatnot too. So yeah, pretty good, pretty good stuff. But, yeah, now you make me want to upgrade my TV. Gotta, you gotta. <laughs> if you can, you gotta take, pay attention to the deals. Here's the thing: so where I am, I got it from Nebraska Furniture Mart, um, and I can price match up until the 31st of January. So um, it was already on sale, but if it goes on sale, any other you know competing vendors, uh, whether online or in store. The price match it and just give me a, a my refund to my my card. So that's some crazy. goodness there. So yeah, I'm excited. Can't wait. Crazy. Yep, yep. I don't know where I'm gonna put a 77 inch TV, but I'll find it. I'll You'll find, find a place. place. You find a place. <laughs> I'm telling you, you will make it happen. I'll tell you what, the homeboy was the Credible Hulk delivering that shit because like he threw that shit on one shoulder. I was like, yeah, bring it to my back door, and I'm like, damn, is that shit heavy? And it was it was heavy. It kind of kind of intimidating to see this fucking dude just <laughs> put that 150 pounds on the shoulder and just walk down a, a a slightly damp grass hill to my backyard and then come in the house with it but yeah so early woolen was your delivery guy yeah <laughs> i don't know who the hell he was but the dude was uh he was, he was out there early hi fellas man y'all be good man all right peace peace Hail to the football team.